we are going to start this up. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is Chewing the Fat. I am Johnny, as you all know. I am very excited about this week's episode. I'm always excited about the episode, but this week I have a very, very lovely human being, one of the most interesting souls I have had the pleasure of meeting in the last couple of years, Michael Mazurkovich. Did I say that right, Mazurkovich? Yes, you okay, did. Thank God. <laughs> Michael and I, are, um, we met on a set of a TV show and we had a, a, a lovely soul bond, let's say. And uh, we've been in touch ever since. So I want to welcome you, Michael, to the show. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit, a uh, little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, Johnny, I'm still, I'm still blushing from that beautiful intro. Uh, <laughs> you are an amazing person. I'm sure all of your listeners already know this, but you know, just meeting you on that uh, extremely fun and somewhat ridiculous shoot. This is you. You're a great dude. I, I'm really happy to be here. I appreciate that. He's only known me for a couple of years, so he doesn't know all the bullshit yet. So he knows the good side of me. But so <laughs> I've heard a bit about the bullshit. Yeah, side. you know, you, you, you've mentioned. I've, it I've let I've let some stories slip. Definitely. Um, what What should I say about myself? Just like give us I, a who are you? Like what's give us who is Michael Mazurkovich? Okay, yeah, Michael Mazurkovich is. Uh, a hungry, passionate, and occasionally arrogant young actor <laughs> who uh, was, you know, was raised with white suburban privilege, confidence, and recognizes that and apologizes for it whenever he can. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I, I really enjoy humans and listening to them. And uh, it, after a while, I realized that my my arrogance was stopping me from what I really wanted, which was to listen to the amazing people around me. So mm -hmm. I, I had to start trying to deal with that. Uh, teenage dad had a baby in high school. Baby now lives with myself and my parents and is 14. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what else? Bit of, bit of a, you know, bit of a weirdo, bit of a free spirit. But that's why, that's why I love you. That's why I love you. <laughs> For being you, because I myself am also a weirdo, and let's let's say yeah. free spirit in the in the purest sense of the word. And I mean, that's why I was so excited to have you as a guest. Out of everyone that contacted me, to have you as a guest on this episode, all about weed. And I mean, mm. I will be having another episode. I've been contacted by cannabis chefs and all that kind of stuff, and counselors and psychologists. But the reason I picked Mike for this specific episode is that Mike is so honest and so free-spirited and just so open that I think it'd be a great opportunity for us to discuss what marijuana can do and what it has done for people such as ourselves. I mean, growing up, I was a misfit. Right. I was not exactly the most popular guy in school. Um, you know, I didn't do the whole go to parties and get drunk. Like, I mean, I was much more, I had four or five core friends and we would go to the park and get high. Like that was, that was just our thing. And I mean, even way back when, before all the, the benefits were universally realized for marijuana about um, anxiety and depression and these numerous benefits that people are reaping now. Um, I always used it as not a tool just to get high, but just to, to be able to figure things out and to understand things. So hmm. I want to start yeah. off by asking you when, and if you remember, when was the first time that you got high? <laughs> oh man. So my first time getting high, 
And we all preface this with, to this day, I'm a weed lightweight. Okay. Which, <laughs> yeah, which is really fun. You know, yeah. it makes it well, cheap. Cost it's cheap. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, there are times when someone is, is smoking a massive joint with me and I'll try to like keep up to them and just lose my mind, yeah. lose my mind completely. <laughs> so this time I was with uh, my best friend in all the world who will be in many of my stories and his cool Toronto friends. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was there like fun, innocent, nerdy Kitchener guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I went with them to a place called Kindred. Don't know if that's still open, but okay. they did uh, weed milkshakes. It was like a weed cafe back before it was legal. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. So like a backdoor operation, like just don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, like it, it was- This was when it was still illegal, not just like a misdemeanor, like this was when it was still illegal. This is 10, no, not 10. What, how old am I? Fuck. This was- He's already high, <laughs> he's already high. We're halfway through a joint. <laughs> Total weed lightweight. Yeah. This is like 12 years ago. Okay, oh yeah, so this is when it was illegal. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and it was like a cafe and you could go in, but if you ask for a room uh, to, to hang out in, it was mm -hmm. sort of like a, an Airbnb feel like, uh, hey, we, we'd, uh, we'd like a room to drink our coffee in. They'd be like, oh, you want a room? Yeah, that's a code word. Uh, yeah. So then you, they, you'd be up in a room and they'd bring you a, a volcano or mm -hmm. a weed milkshake. And I had never had THC or cannabis and just had an entire milkshake to myself and my my brain was overthrown. Oh my fucking god! Mm. It's like uh, the the first thing that happened is we were just laughing in a McDonald's so much that mm -hmm. we thought we were gonna get kicked out. Mm -hmm. And it was like a food court McDonald's. So the actual McDonald's we had ordered from was a hundred meters away. Yeah. And we were alone in a, a massive food court. And right. we we were still like. You know, we, we were insane. We were you, like, like you clearly stood out. We were laughing like yeah. monkeys. Yeah. No rational cackling. human. Yeah. Cackling. Cackling like hyenas, mm -hmm. but over nothing. And yeah. it was to the point that like the laugh sort of dies down a bit and then someone throws in a last chuckle. Yeah. But that last that, that chuckle starts, is funny. Started, yeah, yeah. And so it, it starts settling yeah. up again. Like an hour over nothing. Yeah. And then we were walking down the street to go back and I stumbled on on a, you know, I'm a bit of a spaz, right? Yeah. I stumbled on a, a bit of a curb and someone, it, it, we started laughing again and, and like a family was walking by, like just staring at us judgingly. And then that was the second thing. And then the third thing that happened is that we were walking along. I was beside a wonderful human. If you're listening, I'll tell you who he, he knows who he is, uh, who, <laughs> This this couple walked by and someone muttered to the this couple someone was muttering blah, 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 and like secret passions, and my friend leaned down to me and whispered in my ear, "Did he just say secret passions?" <laughs> and I started to laugh, but then suddenly in my brain, I had this false memory of a prophecy that I had seen that when the words secret passions were muttered from this man's ear to mine. You know, I, I I saw lightning splitting the sky, hitting the earth, and then a chasm opening in the earth. I saw the apocalypse <laughs> as a prophecy. You were high, high, like you were high, high. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. So then I like lost my mind, and I was like, the world is over, everything mm. is ending. My friend, like I start like grabbing my friends. They're like, Michael, what is happening? I'm like, I just saw a prophecy. They're like. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> then, yeah, then they were laughing, but like I wasn't laughing because I was still in the yeah, world. You were in, you're in terror mode. You were in terror mode. Yeah, and and then uh, and then that subsided, and we went back to laughing, and life was beautiful again. So the first time that you got high was on edibles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. see, I'm I consider myself a veteran, like a veteran weed smoker. I smoke weed pretty much every day for the last sixteen. Uh, Jesus, eighteen years. So my first joint was sixteen, and I mean, wow. Even still. Like edibles absolutely fucking destroy me. I can handle, I can smoke, I can smoke till I'm blue in the face. If I get too high, I'll wash my face with water and be able to control it. But edibles yeah. just, they're a whole different game. It's a whole different game. See, I was, I'm not gonna know if I was lucky or if I was smart, but the first time I smoked a joint was when I was 16. It was grade 10 and it was lunch hour at my high school. We, me and the guys went to Notre Dame back in Ottawa. That's where I grew up. Okay. And well, quick, uh, quick. Quick demographic setting here. Set the scene, bros. What's Notre Dame? Were Notre you- Dame was very much, it was in the Catholic school board, but it was very, very much because of where it was located in the city, mm-hmm. uh, cultural melting pot. Okay, nice. Like, there yeah. was, it was very, very diverse. Like, it was not, you know, it was mostly white people or mostly black people or mostly any race. It was it was mixed. Like, we were a mix of the mix of the mix. Nice. So yeah, it was yeah. very, very, very diverse. And, I mean, it had every every clique that possible. <laughs> it had the cheerleaders, it had the jocks, it had like the Asian gang, it had the black gang, it had the break dancers, it had the Hackensack kids, it had the skateboarders. Yeah. It had wow. the, the art students, it had the drama students, like every clique that you can see in a bad high school movie, it had us all because we were so diverse. So that was Notre Dame. I love um, it. a sec. Notre Dame. The classic high school experience, yeah, exactly. Ottawa version. Yeah, it was like it was like a like a teen version of Community. Like it just it had fucking everything. It had all the ridiculousness. That sounds really good. What group were you part of? I was I was a floater essentially. Like mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't really up until I was seventeen or eighteen. I was essentially Millhouse. Like <laughs> I was a little skinny, awkward kid who wasn't good with girls with glasses. What? Like nerd of the nerd of the nerd. Like I would get red faced and teary eyed if I got like a like a seventy on a math test. Like oh in the class, God. I was so like I don't even know if it's insecure, but just like so afraid of failure and such a nerd. Like like school was my life. Then I discovered weed. So <laughs> sixteen, like that's that's actually a perfect segue. So. Man, so we took like the nerdiest nerd and just turned him into this beautiful it, human. It was this, step one. This Viking, this yeah, this Tarzanic Viking tattooed actor that you see today. Um, that was I'd say that probably was step one. Like theater was probably like step point five, but weed was the real first step. Okay. And yeah, yeah. So grade ten, it's lunch hour. Um, me and my buddies. I think it was Kyle Lanthier, Adam Sheik. Liam O'Sullivan, and I'm pretty sure Luda was there. Luda Nix, Dan Nixon. Wait, wait, wait. So we've got a uh, uh, Slavic Eastern European last name. We've got a, an Irish last name. We've got a name. French last name. We've got a we've got French a, yeah, last name. It was a Middle Eastern and last Middle name. Middle Eastern. Yeah. And the, then the, yourself then, is another, yeah, another French. Another French, Canadian, and Irish. Like it was a, it was, we were that group. We were this the fucking group. This, you guys were the group yeah. that had filtered through the rest we of were, the Ottawa Yeah, Notre Dame exactly. Experience. Like we were like the group, like the potheads. <laughs> and so we go back to Kyle Lampier's house. Yeah. And to, cause he lived right by the school. He was at Tilbury, he lived right by the school. Mm. And 
we go and we're gonna go smoke a joint in his parents' backyard in the shed. And I mean, I haven't really said anything. Like, no one's asked me if I've ever smoked weed, but like, I'm with these guys, so kind of everyone's assuming that I've smoked weed. So okay. I'm going along with it. I'm like, whatever. Because you were a floater. You got to Yeah, exactly. I, got, I, mean, I had to fit in. I was like, I'm not gonna say no while everyone else is smoking a fucking joint. Like, I mean, how, how bad could it possibly be? Sure, yeah. So you like these guys. They yeah, we're, we're buddies. All right, we'll try it out. We're buddies. Like, we're all good guys. Mm. So we smoke the joint. I I kind of feel it. Like, I kind of feel a little bit high. And then, like, lunch hour's finishing. We all, like, wash our hands and go back to class. So as soon as I get back into the school, I am absolutely fucked. Like, I am so fucking stoned. <laughs> Notre Dame is built... Like essentially it's a rectangle. It's a two story rectangle. Yeah. So there's only one hall. It mm -hmm. circles the whole top floor and it circles the whole bottom floor. Like that one hallway. Wow, yeah. And there's like an intersecting in like two points for lockers and to make sure like if you have to go somewhere, you don't have to walk the entire loop like a track. Okay. So it's impossible. Yeah, there's shortcuts you. through there's the... short. There's two shortcuts on each floor. Mm. But I mean, like, it's impossible to get lost. It's impossible to get lost. And my class, my third period class was on the second floor and I passed my class twice. I walked by <laughs> it twice because I was so fucking stoned that I couldn't find my class. Do you remember what was going on through your head that made you this stone? Like weeds, first time weed for you, what was the mental, emotional haze. experience? It was just, everything was haze. Mm. It was a very tired haze. Like everything just felt kind of like, background static of a TV, just like wow, everything yeah. was, everything was kind of echoing. Everything was in slow motion and my eyes just felt horribly tired. Like they were sagging. So I lapped my class twice. And then finally one of the guys who I was with at high school, I think it was Kyle. Yeah. He's in the same class. He drags me. He's like, get the fuck in here and pulls me to class. He's like, go fucking sit down. So I just sit in class and the whole class, I'm just like head down trying to keep my eyes open. Oh. And I was so fucking stoned, wanting it to end. And then like when I started getting, it started getting easier. I was like, okay, this isn't so bad, but like, holy fuck was I ever high. So my first time getting high was smoking it. But I still, as fucked up as I was, I still consider myself luckier than having done it like an edible <laughs> like you, because having an edible is a whole different buzz, man. It's a yeah, whole different enough. fucking experience. Is, is that because edibles and smoking are like, do they affect you differently yeah, or is it just they the affect, amount? they affect you differently. I know that, for, I'll, I'll say mine, uh, another time I got high on edibles, this, the guy who had whispered into my ear, mm -hmm. that guy, great dude, he whispers into my ear, it's a high level of intimacy. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. If you want to whisper in each other's ears, you really can. <laughs> <laughs> Secret passions. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, 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 careful. Yeah, yeah. That triggers my apocalypse. Yeah, 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 I'm so sorry. PTSD, I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay, the other time you got high on edibles, okay. Yeah, a uh, friend of mine, that guy, made cake, weed cake, mm -hmm. ate it on the way to the ski, ski hill, and just had the most hilarious and amazing day ever. Mm -hmm. There were things like, oh, man, I was trying to express myself, and I said the, the phrase, environmentalism, generally speaking, it's good for the environment. And they're like, oh yeah, wait a second. Like, and then they just, they started laughing and laughing and I was like, what? And they were like, that's just so obvious. Yeah. And I was like, Well, oh, it's in the God. fucking name. Like, yeah. yeah. Environment is in environmentalism. Two environmentalism. hours later, yeah. Fuck. Two hours later I said, 
you know, guys, sex is generally speaking the product of seduction. Yeah. And they lost their shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so just like a great, super positive, happy vibes day. We skied our best. Yeah. We, you know, we rode park. We we almost broke our necks in half pipes. But you felt amazing. You felt like a million dollars. And it felt I, bet you felt, I bet you felt like a million dollars. And I mean, that's... we regularly almost broke our necks in half pipes. Like that Fair. was just a regular. Right, that was, but it was it was all super good. You were young, you were athletic, and you weren't. Your bones were made of rubber. When you're that young, your bones are fucking made of rubber. You break an arm or something, you're good in six weeks. You're good God, I miss those days. Well, yeah. Now I get up too fast, and my fucking right knee almost falls out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the old. So to answer your question, yeah. Um, yeah, that smoking it versus eating it, they're two completely different experiences. It's the same plant, but they're two very different experiences. Yeah. When you're eating it, it's very much a body, like it's a body feeling, like it's 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 the rush, it's the warmth, everything feels good, like it's that nice kind of wave. When you're smoking yeah. it, it's almost it hits you faster, it's much more in your head. Like, I mean, a lot of people, a lot more mm. people will get, you know, an, like a panic attack or a little bit of anxiety because maybe they're smoking the wrong strain or they smoke too, they smoke too much of it. That can yeah, happen yeah. when you're eating an edible. Like, even if you're way too fucked up, you're just like, I'm so fucked up, but you're not like scared or you're not worried. Like, I mean, you hear stories of some people, um, yeah. like my buddy's mom, my buddy Sam, Samble, fuck, I love you, Samble. Buddy Samble back in, uh, back in Ottawa, he told me a story and I'm completely paraphrasing it. He told me a story where either his brother made these weed brownies or somehow he got a hold of weed brownies and left them in tinfoil in the fridge. And his mom came home and saw like, oh, there's brownies, there's brownies in the fridge. Like, oh, no. must be one of the kids. So she had like some of the brownie and she called Sam like an hour later. She's like, I think I'm having a fucking heart attack. Like, oh she wasn't expecting it. I mean, eating it, <laughs> eating is just, it's so much more powerful. There's, it was recently, um, because once in a while, like, I like to have a little bit of CBD or a little bit of THC before I go to work just yeah. to keep me zen, kind of kind of ground me before a stressful bar shift. And there was one night, one New Year's Eve shift that people were passing around uh, gummies and these yeah. were 100 milligram gummies. Ooh. And that's that's a lot. Like you'll take a 25, you'll take a 50, you'll have a great time. Yeah. But people were eating half these gummies or quarter of these gummies and I was brave. I was like, fuck it, whatever. I'll be fine. I'll have a hundred. And then I had <laughs> I this hundred milligram gummy. Classic toxic masculinity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, as long as you know, John. 100%. 100%. It was, yeah, it was <laughs> me attempting big dick energy and I ended up screwing myself over. God. So, so true. I take this gummy and like half an hour later, it starts to kick and I start to feel this lovely rise. And um, I'm like, okay, cool. This is nice. I feel the warmth. I feel a little bit light. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is going to be a fantastic night. Yeah. Another hour goes by and I'm really high. I'm like, okay, I don't want to be any more high than this. Like, this <laughs> is where I would like the ride to stop. I'll hey, post cannabis. here. Thank you. Yeah, but, uh, I'm, good. I'm good. I'll post here, but I don't want any more. Thank you. But with edibles, like, you don't really... <laughs> You don't really have that fucking option. Like you're on that ride till it's over, yeah, and it you... just kept going. The roller coaster kept climbing, and oh, there was baby. one point where I was just like, "I am way too fucking high." Like I'm not dying, but I'm way too fucking high to be working. Like oh, I was bartending in like three or four steps, like a robot. Like I was putting drinks down in the bar so slowly because I was afraid that I would smash a glass. I was just completely fucking out of it. Like, how did people notice? We're... So, yeah, so. <laughs> 
my customers generally didn't notice because I still I was still managed to be animated. But two friends came in and they sat at the bar and immediately they looked at me and they said, "How fucking high are you?" And I was like, "Is it obvious?" Apparently, my eyes were swollen shut. Like, yeah. and red, like oh, it was just wow. slits because I was Woo. so evidently fucking stoned. So it was just like, oh my God, I'm never doing that many fucking edibles at work. So it's just like, had I smoked a joint or like smoked too much weed beforehand, I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. Like big glass of water and half a can of Red Bull. Okay. And it'll yeah. level you out. With edibles, you don't have that choice. Totally. And also, I think something you really hit right there is that it's about the choice factor. Yeah. When you are smoking, like I could right now stop smoking this joint. Yeah. As soon as I start, I find it difficult stopping. So I'm yeah. just gonna leave it lit between us like a nice little campfire. <laughs> gonna lean over and sniff it. As long as you're not bogarting. Do you wanna like sniff it? Yeah, just like, I'd rather smoke it. You can sniff it. Oh, well, I'd, rather, I'd rather fucking smoke it. All right, fine, fine. Yeah. You should hold it then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but th that's the thing is I do have the choice to stop. Yeah. And I, I should, because I'm so high right now. I'm such a weird lightweight, man. How high are you right now? Because I am... I'm like <gasps> 2 out of 10. 2 out of 10? Hey, what are you at right now? <laughs> like, a, like, a, like a 7? Are you at a 7? Man, like it really fucks me up when I get to a 7, man. This is, this is also really, this <sighs> is really strong weed, so... Yeah, like this I just punched great. myself in the calf really hard, <laughs> and now I'm in a lot of pain. Why did I do well, that? Weed helps with pain, so it'll subside. Um, okay, yeah, I'm creating a problem for it to solve. You'll basically. be, I, I promise you'll be fine. Um, oh, Johnny, what do you want to talk about? Because this is your show and I have so many things I want to talk to you about. I need to give right you, now. I need to give you a, a segue. I need to give you a segue. Okay. So you said that you're, um, you're a weed lightweight. So, yeah. And that you had this, you had the apocalypse vision at one point. Mm. So, they say that indica is the one that makes you nice and calm and levels you out and puts you on the couch. Like indica, indica couch, like that's this way. Indica. And sativa, yeah. creativa. Sativa is supposed to wake you up and make you creative. If you had to pick a strain between the two, what would be? Would you rather be laid back and chill, or would you rather be up and creative? Wow, you know what? I prefer crea Creativa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and part of the reason is just when weed affects me, it really, even, even both strains, mm -hmm. but especially the Sativa, they don't make me relaxed. They don't make me down. They don't make me stop thinking. They don't make me hazy. They make me dumber. Yeah. I just punched myself really hard. Yeah. They they make me dumber but more energetic. Yeah. They make me more subject to the whimsy of my emotions. So, so a sativa for sure. You would be much more yeah. geared toward. Yeah, and I also I love creativity. Like yeah. man, I was thinking about asking you if you wanted to do put the camera back on for an, a musical interlude where you and I use the cutlass you have upstairs. <laughs> I, I have a pirate costume in my car. Like you, have, yeah, you always have it ready to go. That's one of your characters, right? Yeah, well, actually, a friend of mine wants me on a boat, and he was like, "Bring the pirate Mike costume, and I'll take a picture of you." And I was like, "Ah, uh, like, yes." Yeah, like, I was gonna do it anyways. Like, I was, little do you know, I was gonna bring my costume anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pirate costume, and you're inviting me to a boat. I'm bringing the fucking costume, right? Like that's absolutely so funny. I mean, I I agree with you, um, in the sense that I would much I would much rather uh, rather a sativa, just because I like to be creative. I do some of my best writing when I've yeah. got a little bit in me. Yeah. I'd much rather be animated than kind of laying on the couch, foggy and hazy. And I mean, 
I know I friends, that. like some of my some of my very close friends, who were the complete opposite. Like they love, they can't smoke a sativa because it'll keep them awake at night, and like they they get too much anxiety or stress from it, and they'd rather just be glued to a fucking couch. And it's just like I can't, I can't, I can't understand people that would much rather an indica just because I don't yeah, want to yeah. be the kind of person that's just fucking dead on the couch for two, three, four hours. If I smoke an indica, I better not have any plans because I'm gonna be on a couch with my face buried in a bag of Doritos for like four hours. Like I'll take a four hour nap. Like Oof, it's, it's, yeah. way, it's way too fucking much. But, but I mean- But they do affect you that differently, eh? Like, absolutely. Uh, Sativas and Indicas affect me completely differently. So an Indica will actually make you fall asleep. Well, yeah, that's why I'd say that's why the nickname is Inda Couch because it just, like remember the commercials like where it was the, the two stoners sitting on the couch and they ended up turning into fried eggs? <laughs> remember that? Like they were melted. No, I they, don't. You don't remember that? that? They were melted. They were melted into the couch. It was an old mad commercial, like Mothers Against Drunk Drivers, when they started oh, doing ones okay. for, for drugs as well. To and it was blackie. Yeah. Like yeah, exactly. One of those one of those anti weed commercial things. And it was like one kid was asking his buddy if he wanted to go out and do something. He's like, nah man, I'm good. I'm just gonna sit here and smoke weed. And then it pans back to the guy you asked him, he's like, are you sure you don't want to go out? Then it pans back to the guy again. And then he's essentially a fried egg, just like completely melted into the couch. He's <laughs> like, no, man, I'm just going to stay in. It's like, this is what weed does to you. Did and they, it's just like, did they like animate him into a fried egg? Like he was, he became a fried egg or was it like he was acting like a fried no, egg? No, he became, it was one of those things where the, it looks like it's like putty. But like, uh, there's like room for the person's face so they can press their face through. Like his face was real. Oh, but wow. it was through like a prop. It was oh, like a, yeah. it was like a melted egg prop. There was like those anti-weed commercials. It was like the the new version of Reefer Madness. Like marijuana is terrible. It was awful. Okay. Like this is all before. You this know, this is what was... we need right now, Johnny. What's that? Wait, do you on the podcast? Do yeah. you prefer John or Johnny? I prefer Johnny. Generally, okay. Yeah. Okay, good. I so, like it. So this this yeah this is this is exactly what we need. This is the content yeah. we crave. Weed PSEs, but bad blah. PSA. Weed, man. This is how, okay. Tonight's first weed PSA. <laughs> this is Michael Mazurkovich telling you with Johnny Gauthier that weed does make you dumber, right? Absolutely. Am I wrong? No, no, absolutely. Oh my God. Like, absolutely. Anyone who says weed doesn't make you dumber is, well, is an idiot. Is there a, they're <laughs> lying. They're lying. I mean, it's not dumber in the sense. The audio. I wouldn't Sorry. say like dumber as in like, duh, but it definitely makes you not as I sharp. I didn't get that. Could you try again? I don't oh my know. God. My Siri just scared the sh that scared the shit out of me. Well, that's for some I, reason he turned on. That's because I scared the shit out of it first. I okay, clapped fair. and I yeah. scared him, so then he's he responded. Don't scare my phone. I'm sorry, um, man. <laughs> no, that's fine. It's just flowing or moving on from that. Um, it amazes yeah. me that something that is so beneficial now and has it is used for so many good things now, yeah. like talking about the, the anti-weed propaganda and all that kind of shit. It amazes me that how illegal it was. Yeah. Like well, it was viewed as, it essentially was viewed as a narcotic. Yeah, man. And so many, I mean, you're a free spirit, like so many people who are all about free spirit, free love, emotions, prosperity. And I mean, a lot of people like that smoke weed, they love the community, it, um, it attracts and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. just have that in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s when it was so horribly illegal. 
it just boggles my mind that so many people are still locked up or still getting yeah. locked up for this fucking plant when now like it's not only legal it's promoted and it's traded on the fucking stock market right like the hypocrisy that there are still people who are in jail because of it is is it's a crazy problem mm -hmm. and the other thing is i mean it needs to be said it was used as a tool of systemic racism I agree with you 100%. Well, look at most of the people that got locked up for it. They're African Americans. Yeah. Well, black exactly. Males, black males. Yeah. Like I got a, I grew up in a, a slightly less multicultural place until I hit high school. Then, then I was in the KCI. Well, I mean, it was a, the Kitchener version of what you had in Ottawa. Mm -hmm. Like we were the downtown school. We had a bunch of different demographics. We had a lot of groups, not as many as you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and we weren't as multicultural as you guys were either. We called ourselves, my friend group called ourselves the KCI Multicultural Club mm -hmm. because I was a, a, you know, Eastern European blend and uh, yeah, and then we had like a, a couple of South Asians, a couple of Emirates, Emiratis, mm -hmm. I think that uh, uh, someone from Pakistan, someone, uh, what, what, what am I allowed to call these people now? What, what am I allowed to call people? I don't, I don't know, like just whatever, whatever country they are from or whatever they identify as i don't know if there's okay. i don't know if there's a right answer i'm sure there are plenty of wrong answers but i mean this it's multi multicultural you know from from the eastern part of the world whatever region you could say yeah it doesn't yeah. have to be narrowed down to country you know what i love is that people right now like getting mad at someone for misgendering you doesn't unfortunately work mm -hmm. but there are people right now who are promoting proper genderism or whatever you would call that, mm -hmm. uh, by introducing themselves and being like, hey, you know, my name is Mikey, I associate as this, or like, like I, I just say I'm a cis male because mm -hmm. I am. And then I say it sort of ironically, like, yeah, I'm a cis male because like right now the the left-wing crowd I ride with is, is uh, has a lot of beef with the cis male. Mm -hmm. And it's understandable. It's not the fault of current cis males. It's the fault of past cis males. Yeah. But like, it's, you know, it's, it's an opportunity for us to learn and grow. Yeah. But it's. So this is beautiful to sum up what you've just said, because we're back in here. Mm -hmm. uh, so your, your first experience with marijuana started to lead to the the introspection that brought you towards being funny more and doing more theater and and focusing on other things and your marks suffered mm -hmm. because you were but not because of the weed it was because the weed gave you the introspection to realize i have other things i want to focus on and then you did and yes your marks suffered but it also made you this beautiful creature you are today well it did so during our break, Mike and I went off and talked about a few other things, and we ended up talking back about my first experience, like my first joint, and it's, you know, how it changed me, how it essentially had made me who I am today. Yeah. And I mean, the point that Mike is making is that, you know, to talk about like, oh, weed makes you dumber, and a lot of people say that and all that kind of shit. And I mean, yes, my marks did suffer, suffer when I started smoking weed, but it wasn't because of the weed. It was because that my focus went on other things. Mm. And when I started smoking pot and becoming more, I guess, comfortable around people, comfortable enough to start being myself, to be quirky, to be a clown, to 
to try and make people laugh, to be creative, you know, you know, maybe I wouldn't have joined a drama class or maybe I wouldn't have tried so hard to get into the plays and maybe I wouldn't have um, tried so hard to make stupid videos and <laughs> write little plays and scripts and stuff and try to be creative and flex my artistic muscles instead of just, you know, focusing on math, doing the whole thing, get good grades, grow up, go to university, get a degree, be a doctor, be an architect, be whatever it is. And I mean, I think that we'd really helped me make the choice that no, 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 I want to be, I want to be different. I want to be, I want to be special. I want to be creative. Yeah. And I mean, that's not for everyone. That is not everyone's path and there's nothing wrong with that. But I truly do believe that it was because of me starting to smoke pot that I was able to become who I really wanted. Yeah. Parts of me suffered, but other parts of me and parts of me that I perhaps love even more were allowed to blossom and develop and solidify. I really believe I would not be anywhere near as creative or my real self today had it not been for, for fucking weed, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did it do that for you? What 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 happened on that hazy day as you got horribly lost and wandered around your school searching for your classroom? What happened during that time? The shift, it, it wasn't that specific joint it was what happened afterwards in the coming mm. weeks and coming months and what i mean by that is that okay cool i was i was smoking weed i was one of the guys that smoked weed so at parties or gatherings or hangouts yeah. or after work i would be invited to go hang out and smoke a joint huh. and that's when you start to make connections in these in the you know the the smoke circles with different kinds of people and wow. smoke circles, like especially at party smoke circles, that though they're clickless, they're clickless. Everyone from different groups who smokes weed will get into a circle and kind of that's the one time that the jocks will socialize with the skaters, who will socialize with the cheerleaders, who will socialize socialize with the goths because everyone has that thing in common. Everyone's smoking weed. I don't give a fuck yeah. who you are, where you're from. You're in on this joint. We're gonna talk. We're talking right now because we're high. Like it makes you social. So, you know, you know, I was able to to kind of rub shoulders with with the popular sports guys, and yeah. then I was able to to rub shoulders and flex my poetry to some of the rap guys. So we would do freestyles and all that kind of shit. And then, you know, I still was cool with the with the hacky sack guys in the basement because we all smoke pot. So I was able to hang out with those guys and make movies or write plays and all that yeah. kind of shit. So it really able, enabled me to branch out into different social groups, different social categories, more than me just sitting there and be like, no, no, I'm going to focus head down, just do my shit. Grades, 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 focus on school, fuck creativity. Yeah. That's not you. You're, you're supposed to be a smart kid. You're a smart kid. Focus on being smart. Don't huh. focus on being creative. Focus on being smart. That's not who I really was. Right. But And weed helped me realize that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Partially by getting you invited to stuff so that you would meet people with very other, very different Different skill sets, different skill, priorities, yeah. different dreams. And, you know, my dreams and skill sets may not necessarily reflect theirs, but I'm getting a little bit of different, like of different stuff from different people. Yeah, And yeah. people are getting little different bits of me. And then it's like, oh, like if you met, like everyone called me goats, like, oh, like this goat skit, he's hilarious. Like he should be at the next party. And then, okay, cool. I'll show up and I make some new friends. And then, you know, oh, that's the captain of the soccer team. Oh, you play soccer. We need a keeper. 
So I was invited to try out for the soccer team. And now I have a yeah. sports team I'm involved. So another social group. So it just, just, it opens a lot of avenues. You made a reputation for yourself as a funny dude. Mm-hmm. And then gradually got invited to more and more things. Mm-hmm. And this gave you more opportunities that you said yes to. So then you would learn more and meet more other people. And, uh, it's like, like the definition of the butterfly effect, man. Yeah. Like with, with weed, because of weed. That was the catalyst. Like that first me giving in and finally, okay, cool. Like I'll, I'll smoke weed. I'll try and be one of the cool kids. See how it is. Yeah. And then it wasn't about being cool. It was about being allowed and invited to be myself. I didn't have to pretend to be something. Nice. And it was it was just more fun. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I should have gotten better grades in school. There's no excuse. <laughs> but, you know, I was choosing a different path. And I mean, where I am right now, it could be a lot different. I could own a house or several houses or have cars or have a wife and a massive family or be still be in Ottawa or be anywhere else in the world. I wouldn't probably be exactly here. But my point is then I wouldn't be exactly here and I'm happy. Yeah. Like I'm happy with who I am and where I am. Oh my God. Yes. Johnny, this is, this is the spiritual journey that everyone has to go through. And thank God yours started at 16, partially because of marijuana. Mm-hmm. But this is, this is that thing where you have to accept everything that's happened to find something to learn from it, find a reason to be grateful for it, and then let it go. And just really become who you are mm-hmm. and accept who you're not. And I mean, you know, you got shitty grades. Yeah, if you spend a lot of time swimming, you'll be really good at swimming. Mm-hmm. If you're spending a lot of time swimming, then you're gonna have less time to get really good grades. Mm-hmm. If you spend a lot of time socializing, you're going to be very charming, mm-hmm. or at least think you're very charming. <laughs> That's what happened to me. Yeah, you're extremely, <laughs> extremely charming. Uh, well, I like to <laughs> Probably, we're getting back into the arrogant thing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, it's like what you spend time on gives you those experiences. Mm-hmm. So why get why get upset with yourself about the experiences you chose? Mm-hmm. You saw that that thing where you put everything into just being smart, not creative. It wasn't you. Mm-hmm. You finally started allowing yourself to spend your time on other things, and you you blossomed into this this beautiful creation that you are today. And I mean. That's great for me. Yeah. It's like you said, I made, you know, I made the choice. I made the choice. I think everyone makes choices about, about who you're going to be, who you're going to become. Some people make those choices at 16. Some people make those choices at 60. And I mean, Mm -hmm. it's whatever you want to be. It just, it really bothers me and upsets me that there are so many people that still choose to be something or to try and be something for other people. They, they do it just to try and fit in. Yeah. And it's, it, I feel, I really do feel sad for those people because I just yeah. think it's unfortunate that they haven't had that opportunity to really take a look at themselves and just say, you know what, fuck it. Like I'm going to be who I want to be. And if you don't like it, that's fine because yeah. I'm not you. That's fine. If I'm not your cup of tea, totally. don't drink totally. fucking tea. That's fine. <laughs> Listen, if I'm this, yeah, but you have, it, it really helps. And this is something that I think you are better at than average. And I say that because I also think I'm better at it than average. <laughs> um, 
is knowing what brand of tea you are. Mm -hmm. Is knowing, well, uh, what do you like? You like fruity? You like caffeinated? Yeah. I'm a I'm a rooibos, so uh, <laughs> you know, there's I'm some American kind of mint. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like? Like Johnny? Like you? You could walk into a conversation and be like, hey guys. This is who I am to talk to. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're not into it, let me know, and I'll, yeah. I'll walk away. If you are into it, talk to me now. Mm -hmm. And if they're like, uh, "Yeah, this is weird," you can be like, "Cool, cool. Yeah, I thought I'd try this. Yeah, well, let's, let, let's talk about something else." Yeah. And I mean, it's that's a huge part of it. And I mean, cool. Some people will say it's because I'm a bartender. Some people will say it's because I'm an actor. Um, but I really, really do believe. Like, I really believe that. That catalyst, that event, that first joint at 16, yeah, told me like it's it's okay to not be perfect. Like I lacked my class twice and I had to get dragged wow. in. It's okay to fuck up. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to be different. And mm. I mean, it was, it was after that. It was baby steps. I mean, it's I'm 36. It's taken 20 years. Yeah. to really 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 become who i am and be happy about who i am and i mean there's hiccups along the way there's high points there's low points there's times where i've tried to fit in there's times where i faked being someone and i hated who i was to try and fit in or try to make ends meet or try to make money or try to impress someone or try and yeah. keep a girl and you know there's there's things that you beat yourself up for that you learn later on that didn't fucking matter at all but the point is everyone yeah. has their own journey and their own path yeah. And mine really, really did start with that first joint when I was 16 years old. That's yeah. the whole point of this podcast, this episode. Yeah. That's what weed did for me. That's huge, man. That's huge. Wild, 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 wild. And I mean, even mm. uh, like I went to, like I ended up going to college. So I ended up going to college. I said, fuck it, I'll do the post-secondary. Like I had been... I was, I had been 18. I was kicked out of my parents' house. Not for like, oh, they wow. weren't like, they didn't hate me. Like we all loved each other. It was just because of the path I was taking. It was just like, I would come home late or I just wasn't going to school or was doing wow. whatever the hell I wanted. So my parents, like they came down to my room in the basement one day and they were like, you, you gotta go. We love you, but you gotta go. I was just like, fuck you, mom and dad. You never loved me. Fuck this bullshit. Oh, man. And it wasn't because they didn't love me. It was because like, I just, I wasn't ready to be in the house anymore. Like it just wasn't mm -hmm. for me. I needed to be out and on my own. And so I did yeah. a couple years of working in the mall and like just, I had so many fucked up, that'll be a whole other episode. I had so many fucked up jobs and I was even like selling weed at one point. I was this little oh, nickel man. and diming weed dealer. And I eventually went back to, went back to college. Yeah. And I started out in horticulture. <laughs> the only reason was to learn how to grow weed, Man, like essentially. Weed just took you on a path, it, eh? It did, and I mean... It, you, you got into that taxi car and weed was like, yeehaw! That, that was yeah, Get my, ready, my, my Uber final destination was weed. <laughs> um, and I ended up oh, switching programs. Like, I was like, yeah, like, horticulture is not really for me. Like, why the fuck did I do this? It was probably the weed. So I switched <laughs> to hotel restaurant management because I've been working in hotel, or sorry, in, uh, in bars and restaurants since I was like 18. Yeah. And like I was exempt from half the classes based on experience. So like I didn't have to do most of the classes. And I mean, I did that and it was fine. But even after that, even after taking hotel restaurant management, I didn't want to manage restaurants or hotels. Like that just wasn't who I was. It was mm -hmm. always the arts. It was yeah. always doing something creative. And I mean, I've always bartended and I mean, I've done every position in a, a restaurant you can do, but it's just, it was never, 
my end game, it was always being creative and, and being yeah. an entertainer. So Johnny, everyone has things that they want and things that they've somehow created to hold them back and then they learn from it. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you are really far along on this. Like I think part of it might be weed, but part of it might also just be that you're a, a self-aware person. You, you were a floater, mm -hmm. this taught you self-awareness. You know, you're going to different groups, always being judged and, and, and judging because, you know, you were out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and that this led to some self-awareness and that maybe that's just, I don't know, maybe that's just part of it. What I want to ask is, it, I guess what I'm saying is it sounds really positive. And I want to yep. ask, what, through this journey, there's a recurring theme that it sounds like you're, you're getting better at and coming to terms with and figuring out how to, how to avoid when you don't want mm -hmm. and it's this pattern where you do something that's really not for you <laughs> to an extreme mm -hmm. and then after you're like oh fuck fuck that man yeah like it's yeah that's a nerdy thing until you were like 16 until you were 16 like, like the definition the definition of nerd yeah. like the 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 negative definition of a nerd that's what i was right until 16 until 16. that's pretty wild yeah. And then, you know, and then you did this, it sounds like you did some, some stoner phases. And absolutely. Dude, absolutely. There was like the pure, pure stoner phase. There was, I mean, it's, the pattern is definitely there where like I'll go balls deep into something and then eventually realize like, ah, like this, what the fuck, what am I doing? This isn't yeah. for me. And I mean, it has taken me a very long time to get to the point where I don't need to finish the class to learn the lesson. If that makes any sense. Like I like I, I get it. This is not for me. Like thank you for your time. Yeah. Like they were only sixty percent finished. Like I get it. Like I, I get the gist of it. This is not for me. Like I'm out. Like yeah. eventually I let to get to the point where it's I'm one percent in. Like <laughs> someone's like ah, it's like nah, not for me. Like I already know this is not for me based on the energy. I'm out. I'm out. Thank you, but I'm out. You walk into a room. You're like uh yes no no yeah. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you can talk to me in two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to make energy for you yet. Like to create space for you yet. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be douchey if you did that to humans. That would be a horror. <laughs> like walking before someone speaks, just look, uh, elevator someone up and down and be like, nah, you're not worth my time right now. Like, no, that would be a terrible thing to do. I mean, I think that's because people would take offense to it though. Yeah. Like if someone did that to me, I would have a moment of offense, but then I'd be like, wait a second, Michael. I'm on good terms with you. We know we're both, we both know, this is me and myself yeah, of course. that I'm talking to, we both know we're amazing, they're not into what we're doing, do you see, talk to me later if you see anything you want to analyze about this and like, did I have bad posture that day, do I want to be the bad posture guy, yeah. but also like, you <laughs> deeper, know. deeper down the rabbit hole we go. But also like, if you don't find anything like that, then that's cool, maybe, you know, maybe this just charming sprite of a of a of a pirate isn't what they wanted yeah. you know and then that's that's not i'm not going to allow my value of the charming pirate sprite that i've become to be reduced by someone else not being super into that or, or like essentially your initial judgment and i mean like it goes back to the tea analogy it's like if i'm not your cup of tea that's fine yeah but some people, like you said, will be offended by that. They will take it as a personal thing. And you can't, yeah, yeah, like you yeah. really can't. You can't be like, you can't expect <clears throat> to be liked by everyone. That is yeah. unrealistic. And then frankly, that's unfair. Like you can't expect to be liked by everyone. It's impossible. Yeah. As, as loved as you can be, 
as generically loved as you can be and universally fucking applauded, not everyone is going to like you or your energy. And that's just the way it is. And you can either be offended by that or you can, or you can accept that. I choose to accept it. And I mean, I think that really goes hand in hand with being self-aware. Yes. It's very hand in hand is to being self-aware because you have to understand it is, it is not personal. It doesn't affect you. It doesn't fucking affect you. Like if I walk into a room and someone looks me up and down, it's just like, eh, like, cool. That's, that's your loss. That's no loss for me. Like I go on with my life. Totally. Don't dwell, don't dwell on it. Mm. I have friends who, and you know, and some of them are even an indie film and some of them are, mm-hmm. but some of them are, and, um, they end up not making better stuff mm-hmm. after a long time of working on stuff. And the reason isn't that they're not passionate and brilliant. The reason is, and I know you're going to love when I come back to this part, because it all comes down to self-love mm-hmm. and I know you're, you're all about that. So mm-hmm. I can't wait to bring that up with you because we talked about it when we were carrying stuff up mountains. Oh my film fucking sets. God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, which was great. We really got to bond. My cardio, that was not great. That was fine for you because you're in fantastic cardiovascular shape. <laughs> I'm a big guy, but I, my, my fucking cardio is terrible. So I, I hated it. it. Conversations <laughs> like that was probably the only thing that kept me going forward because I was like, I'm ready to chuck this box off the side of the fucking cliff. Oh my God. And, and walk off set. Like I'm fucking exhausted. That is fair. Yeah. That is fair. I mean, you you kept a very jolly face. You have to. Like you I have to. I Acti- have... Acting! <laughs> Acting! <laughs> oh, you seem so happy. Yeah. yeah. Acting. I, I, I've got nothing left acting. Um, oh, man. But yeah, like, I. so all it all comes down to... Let's get back to that, because that's a really mm. funny story. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it all comes down to that self-love thing. And these people in indie film will not grow. I'm, I'm about to be a dick. If anyone here is listening to this, I love all of you. But it's hard to not grow. It's, a, it's hard to grow when you can't take feedback. And it's hard to take feedback when you don't have a really strong internal self-validation support system because feedback can become an ego thing. It can become negative. You're taking it as an insult. You're responding to it like a personal attack. And then you're defending because when you feel attacked, you fucking defend. And when you defend against something, you don't take it in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's very hard. It was, was, I mean, I told you I was arrogant. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was actually, I don't know if that's I went through an arrogance phase. Mm-hmm. I was a super shy, nerdy, sensitive kid. And then I was a, a really loud, outgoing, weird kid. And then I, I at, during that phase, I like, I worked with this arrogance thing to like seem like a dick and play off my emotions. But actually it was like to play them off, but it also let me get away with stuff so I could be a little more weird and exuberant mm-hmm. and extroverted. And, uh, God, yeah, then, then I, I was still pretty arrogant when I got to acting and I had to let go of that to be able to take feedback. And oh grow. yeah. Yeah. You learn a but lot when you so hard. Like I was crying about issues from my childhood. Oh, and it, but it's so good. Oh. It's so good. Yeah. And, the, and you know, I know that we've talked about you and self-love and I feel like this is, you know, through your crazy path, 
you finally started learning self-love、mm-hmm. and being more loving to yourself, making better decisions for yourself, doing what you really want to do. And that's such a journey, and people come to it in different ways. My journey to it was very different from yours,、mm-hmm. but that journey is so so important. It's a very important journey that I think a lot of people don't have the opportunity to take. And I will repeat, I will repeat it again because this is the subject of this episode. I really believe that cannabis was my way onto that path because、yeah. it was. I was such a different human being. I was such、mm. a different human being that I didn't even realize how uncomfortable in my own body that I was until、yeah. I was able to just be like, "I like I fucked up, and it's okay." Like I was the type of kid that I would, I would actually cry in class. Like I would be so、mm. nervous. You know, if teacher called you up to solve something on the board, it wasn't that I was afraid of. Being in front or、mm-hmm. being up in front of the class is that I was afraid to be wrong. I was afraid to fail. I was so afraid to fuck up that I re- refused to be myself, to be my true self, for fear of judgment. Because、yeah. if that's not someone's cup of tea or they don't find that funny, I failed. Yeah, I'm a failure. I fucked up. And that fucking that plan, this special little plan, enabled me to not fucking care. Like yeah, oh, like and then the, to lead me to all the way to this point, a 36 year old, I've done whatever. Let's say, let's say ballpark 100 auditions, and I've got maybe a dozen credits. That is 88 no's, 88 no's and 12 yeses. To most people, that'd be that's a failure. Why are you doing it? You failed. And I mean, had I not been as aware or loved myself as much, there's no fucking way I could become an actor because、yeah. you think you kill it. You think you did a great job. And they're like, nah, no callback. We didn't like you. Like, oh my god, yeah, they didn't yeah, like yeah. me. They didn't like me. I failed. I'm a failure. Why am I doing this? I can't do this. Yeah. And this motherfucking plan gave me the confidence and the started the journey of self awareness to understand that it's okay to fuck up. Everyone fucks up. Yeah. It's how you handle it and how you choose to move forward that defines you. And I'll repeat it one more time. It is this fucking plan that did that for me. Not for everyone. You have your own journey. Yeah. Everyone listening has their own journey. For me, it's all. It all started with Mary. All started with Mary. All started with Mary, with Mary Jane. Yeah. Aww, that's beautiful though, Johnny. And that you know, I mean, where you are now is such a good place. You're happy. You do things for you. You have a better relationship with your child and baby mama. Absolutely. Like absolutely. And this is because you've gone through that journey, and you and you're you're going through it.、Mm-hmm. And I gotta tell you, the acting thing, like. I went through a phase where I didn't realize this, but after every audition, I would beat myself up,、mm-hmm. and I became a victim of it. Now, this is so I have really deep conversations with people. Sometimes people who have gone through a lot of things, and I there's a there's a human in my life who I've who I've talked to about it who went through a real abusive scenario,、mm-hmm. and it's insane. It's insane how you become almost addicted to it. This person,、uh, who is female, and associates as female, and that ties into the story. Like the way she's treated at her factory is is crazy different. She、uh, she suffered real abuse,、mm-hmm. and and it's absolutely crazy. But on a super tiny level, we all do that to ourselves.、Mm-hmm. And I was sabotaging myself before every audition because 
I, I wanted to be in control of the situation and I knew I was going to get it either way from myself after the audition, especially mm -hmm. if I had a perceived error. And then I just put this pressure on myself Holy shit, and man. like yell at myself internally yeah. afterwards. And eventually I realized, and I was like, why do I keep fucking up audition? Like I would do little things or I wouldn't know my lines or I would like, mm -hmm. I would, I would, I would mess myself up. I would self-sabotage. So you psych yourself out. Yeah. Psych yourself out. I would yeah. psych myself out. And I gradually realized that I was doing that because internally I knew that I was going to yell at myself later mm -hmm. and question everything and kick myself mm -hmm. and, you know, and you already knew you were going to give yourself shit. So yeah. you were already giving yourself shit. You're yeah. giving yourself shit about knowing you were going to give yourself shit. Yeah. That's very, that's very self toxic. Oh, like, totally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I was doing it as a motivator because it was it's not, like, yeah, that's a negative, that's you a negative learn from this. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, need yeah, to yeah. be, do, do better, you bad child. Learn higher, schnell. Yeah, I didn't even have abusive parents. I don't yeah. even know why I'm like this. But I would, I would do that to myself and it sucked. And it would also be, it, 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 was, it was tied to the fact that in an audition room, the only thing you can control is your performance and your intention and maybe how you work with the room a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like there, there, you know, there are things you can control, but if you do really well, there's a chance that they will still want the look of someone else or the feel of someone else. Yeah. Like one time I got a role because I looked like the director's dad in the eighties. And <laughs> he was like, like I, I did the, my audition and he was like, Oh my God, you it's like you're my dad from from the mid 80s and maybe i looked like the dad maybe hopefully my acting was good maybe yeah. i happened to be the same yeah. personality type who knows booked the role yeah. had a blast that shows you how like how little control you have of the situation in, in yeah. our in our industry because our nine industry. times you out have of no ten, control nine times out of ten mm -hmm. i am the one who trained hard for it worked really hard went method it, went method killed it yeah and still didn't get the role. Yeah. And the thing is that the only, in that process, it's like, if you do really well, you still can't control the results. Only way you can actually control the results is to fuck yourself yeah. and make sure that you, it's all right, I didn't get it. You know why? Oh, cause I did that fucking thing, Mikey, you piece of shit. Yeah. Ha, look at me. I know why I didn't it's get it. Blame and self-loathing and blame yeah. and self-loathing. That's just, which doesn't help you at all. So I was, I was stopping myself from getting what I wanted mm. because partially because in an audition scenario, you just don't have a lot of control, yeah. but partially because I was using bad methods to control myself, mm -hmm. like really negative methods internally. And it didn't help. And I had to see that and realize it and find better methods. And it was really hard. It's, I mean, it's a learning process. I mean, personally, it just sounds like you needed to fucking smoke a joint. All right, we're back. What's up, Mike, guys? Mike, Mike and I are obviously pretty high, so this episode has been, holy shit, this episode has been going a while, but let's keep it fucking going. We're almost done. It has been meandering. Is, I'm fine with but it. I, yeah, We're I, creative I'm, guys. I'm very happy with the topics we've been yeah. covering. So before before we we finish up with story time, um, I've got a little bit of experience in um, 
in you know in stimulants and opiates and all that kind of stuff tons of experience in Woo! weed so we're gonna do a quick 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 little weed versus cocaine versus mushrooms and out of the three if you had to pick one which one would you pick and why so it might be weed versus coke versus mush do you have any short stories or experiences with all three of those or maybe the harder ones coke or mush you said that it's yeah, not really yeah. like coke is not really your thing which thank god because it's, yeah. it's terrible but. oh my god i have friends who have gotten addicted to it and mm -hmm. one of them attempted to kill himself yeah it, it, it can you don't you don't you don't do that on weed no you don't know you don't no. do that on weed weed i love it i use it recreationally mm -hmm. i find that it 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 speeds up my thoughts mm -hmm. but as long as i keep and that if you're in a negative mood that can become paranoia of course but as long as i keep my mood positive mm -hmm. it becomes this really great internal discussion about things and mm -hmm. like oh i should have thought of that and it's great for creativity because mm -hmm. your thoughts are just flying so suddenly you're in a character yeah. and you're picturing the apocalypse like you know you <laughs> that's just, the, you, negative, you the negative path you don't want to go but it's great i mean it's very easy to you can you can have your day and smoke a casual joint you can't fucking roll over you know what i, I want to wake up and have a bump like that's that's a slippery fucking slope so versus yeah. so versus coke so what was your experience? So I did cocaine once, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, it's like I, I did a very small amount, conservative, you know, mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to taste it. Yeah, just and to I, taste. And I was like, huh, this is like I've had a large coffee. Mm -hmm. It's nice, but I could have also had a large coffee. <laughs> and then it was over before it began. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. well, a well, coffee would still be going for yeah. another half hour. And that, yeah, that's sucks. the thing with coke is that you got to keep taking more coffee. And that's... That's what always bothered for me. Like, I mean, I've done it a few times over the years, and I mean, I've partied, I've played around. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And I got buddies who are like really, really into it. They're like the full-on weekend coke warriors. And I mean, I know guys who do wow. it a few nights a week steady, and it's just like I couldn't fucking do it just because once you do that first little, the first little sheaf, the first little bump. Yeah. yeah. You're essentially you're chasing it like every 20 minutes, or else you just feel like garbage. So it's just Ooh. like it's not. Ugh, it's not no, it's not for me. I'd much rather do weed. Okay, boom. Mushrooms. Mushrooms. I uh, had a great experience on mushrooms. I was on a camping trip with some friends. I was the only one high on mushrooms. And I, you know, I saw a little bit of like clouds changing and like leaf movement became trippy and the lights were cool. And I, finally, I was just like, oh, God, this sucks. So I threw myself into the lake. Uh, part, part of it is that they weren't in a good mood and that our canoe wasn't coming that's for a, hours. And they took mushrooms as well? No. I oh, okay. See, that's yeah, that's very smart on their part. Okay. Yeah. When you're, like, when you're angry and a bad headspace, don't take mushrooms. It's not going to help yeah. you. It's not going to make you better. Continue. Well, it's also like I was there to have fun, and I was like, guys, I want to do this. Guys, we should do this. And nobody wanted to do anything. And... They weren't in their comfort zone. I do a lot of camping, so I was, and I was ready to have a good time, and they weren't. So finally, I threw myself into the lake, and then I had this magical experience where I would take a deep breath and mm -hmm. dive under the water. It helped that I didn't have goggles and it was river water, mm -hmm. so I had to keep my eyes closed and mm -hmm. like, you know. You're in a sensory deprivation tank. A little bit, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to go too deep or you'll feel the weeds brush against you and that it freaks you out. That scares the shit out of me, but yeah. Yeah, like some, I would honestly rather have 
uh, goggles and clear water or a mask so that if a, if there's a fish nearby, I can see it. This doesn't graze your leg. Oh, yeah, my God. Panic attack. You have a heart attack oh, underwater. Johnny boy. <laughs> I spent time up in an orc, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. I spent time up in an orc. Uh, so, I mean, so, yeah, you essentially... I, you had a great time. Yeah. You had a great time. And I mean, it's that's what wait, wait, wait. mushroomed. I, so I, one time, brief aside, one time I, I was snorkeling and there were leeches in the water, a lot of them, and I was with my child and we were like dodging leeches. This is the last time he's ever agreed to snorkel with me, by yeah. the way. And then at one point, like, he was like, this is too much. He got freaked out. He went in and then I went back in there. And then I saw a leech like literally like twist towards me in the water, like out of the Predator movie. And I was like, I'm out. Yeah, this, I'm that's out. it. You win. You it win. It started leech. swimming towards me. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is it. I'm done. Yeah. You win, leeches. Cool. But yeah, but the mushrooms thing it was good. Cause like I would take a deep breath and go under and then realize that you can die underwater and I can't breathe down here and I can only hold my breath for so long. Mm -hmm. And then I'd like play with it a bit and then I'd be like, yeah, my eyes are closed. I can't see. You can't hear. It's muffled. Hearing is muffled. I'm. I think I'm two feet underwater. It could be three though. And finally, I just like panic and swim back up. Fucking let my it. air out, and You're then I just start laughing yeah. and laughing and laughing and laughing. Mm -hmm. I was laughing my head off, and then I would just like calm myself down, take a deep breath, go back under, and then come mm -hmm. back up. Like, oh my god, it still works. This mm -hmm. is amazing. So it's like playing with like a death rush. Yeah, like that it, sounds. But in a very light way. Like, I mean, that's what I think what mushrooms will do to you, especially in the proper dose and in the proper proper headspace. Like they were, they are so mushrooms are so much fun. I'm gonna do a whole episode on on psychedelics on mushrooms. I have a, mm. a guest that's that's reached out and he's gonna be on the show in a couple of weeks. But um, mushrooms are absolutely fantastic for that. So okay, cool. So then. Coke's eliminated, so then mushrooms or weed, what would you prefer? Oh man, weed. Okay, so weed, okay, good, cool. So then the final one, booze. I'm not, I'm not anti-alcohol, obviously, because yeah. I work in a bar, but getting drunk, even in the years where I was like bar star, fuck boy, faux hawk <laughs> and v-neck, yeah, yeah, garbage person. Oh, I would go out and get fucked up. But even still, it was like those were the years where I really wasn't being myself. I wasn't being really my true self. I was being yeah, the hardcore yeah. douchebag. Even then, it was always, I was always more about the weed. So I mean, not, I'm not anti booze, but still, I'm gonna have to go with weed on that. Yeah, that's that's very fair. And I think I'm in the same place where I would use it to, I would use weed to as an escape to giggle with friends. And I would use booze as an escape from issues I wasn't dealing with or things I hated and I hated my job for a while, stuff yeah. like that. But now, now that I'm in a slightly better place, you know, mm -hmm. I'm doing things creatively. I, there's more risk in my life and I have more anxiety, but like I'm better at dealing with anxiety. So yeah. it's cool. Now that I'm in this place, it's like I need to get drunk less. Mm -hmm. And when I do have weed, it's for ideas. Yeah. And I love fucking ideas. Yeah. Do I get way too excited about them? And then, oh my God, I was hanging out with a woman the other night. A woman who, thank God I hang out with her regularly because we got high and I was just ripped. Mm. And I just started filming myself in my phone and doing little ideas. And she was like, okay, that's like, 
can you can you hang out with Jet? <laughs> ah. Yeah. And then because I was high, yeah, she sent me on a walk to get something from her for a, from for her from a store. Oh, what you come back? You know, with. COVID. Yeah. I well, I came back with it eventually. I just forgot my wallet and then started filming myself we, while we, walking. There it is. We makes you dumb. But yeah. But creative. But creative, expressive dumb, but, and creative. Yeah. Dumb but expressive dumb, and but creative. Expressive and creative. Yeah. That is marijuana. Yeah. That has been its place in my life. Yeah. And I value that so much that I, I'm actually now addicted to weed. Yeah. Because I love, but it, but it's like I'm, I'm addicted to using it for that. And sometimes I use it and then don't have time to be creative. Mm -hmm. And I, and then I just end up. It's like the dumb part's still there, but I have mm -hmm. to pull my shit together. But I don't want to. Then I, I miss. What a lovely, what a lovely. I'm late for appointments. Yeah. I need a secretary, John. Yeah. Do you know any good secretaries I, who will work for cheap for I, someone? I, who we'll find, we'll find you an star? intern. That's what you don't need. A, you need interns. What you need? Okay. I what wanted do, an intern do for a long do? time. What are you? What are you kidding me, man? You can have an intern organize your appointments. What? Um, you sure you didn't know this? You can have an intern organize your appointments. Um, pick up your laundry or your dry cleaning, bring oh your coffee God, in the morning. Wow. Like that's what an intern does. Is uh, someone who wants to study your craft or be like you one day. So they work for next to nothing and they're at your whim because they just want to be around the presence of it. If I could, if, if I could afford an intern, I mean, I probably could, but I just, I don't need a fucking intern. I would love to have an intern one day. It would be, it would be fantastic. But I mean, yeah. I was going to say what a lovely 360 to come around and say that it's like, I, I love weed so much that it's, it is now a, at a, at a regular point in my life. Yeah. So yeah. too much. I'm I'm a little bit addicted. That's and I mean also if anyone's listening and wants to intern to Michael Mazurkovich, <laughs> please contact me on the, over Instagram. After Michael. After dot Michael. Tag me in yeah. the post. Oh hundred percent Are you putting them on Facebook? Uh, not really Facebook, Instagram. Oh, okay. I'll send you the link and you can put it on your Facebook. I'm but sure I mean, I okay, so then before we do story time, now when you say when you say addicted, mm. a lot of people, that's a, that's a trigger word for a lot of people because yeah. addicted automatically brings a negative connotation. Yeah. And automatically. So when you say addicted, do you really mean it in the negative sense of the word? Like do you say it where it's become a reliance or it's become something to replace something in your life because it's a need? Like, yes, but, uh, you know there are there are real addictions. Okay. Like a friend of mine almost killed himself for cocaine. Like to try I, and get more, or because he couldn't get any, or because he was freaking out. Um, he it it played with his emotions. It played mm. with his moods. Mm. It became his dopamine, his happiness drug. So he needed it for him to feel normal or to feel yeah. feel happy. And it's just like his emotional swings began to be became such a roller coaster. They would get so high that he was on top of the world, but he needed Coke to be there, but he was on top of the world and he was confident and he was having a great time and life was great and he was into himself. And then he would not have cocaine and dip into depression. Then want to kill himself. Want to kill himself. Okay. Yeah. And uh, fortunately he was from a good, a good rural family who like noticed what was happening and well, didn't really notice actually until they pulled him back from the, the brink of, of suicide. But yeah. like after that, they like took him back in and they were like, all right, kid, 
We got a sword right. We're here for you. Yeah. Thank God, or who knows? He yeah. might have he might have killed himself a couple years later. Yeah, you never you don't know. But like he had like everyone has something, right? Like mm-hmm. I I've got clinical narcissism, I've got a bit of anxiety, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about the anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, I am sure You're about sure about the narcissism. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very You're sure about the narcissism. Very okay. sure about that okay. part. So then, so every like you say, everyone has everyone has their quote unquote addiction. I'm using the term yeah. loosely, not disrespectfully, but I am using the term loosely. Like someone says, like oh, like they they're the person who can't can't live without their coffee. Like yeah. coffee every morning is a need. It's not a want. It's a need because they need that to function. Yeah. Or cigarettes, like an actual like you know, I need to be smoking. I'm not even yeah. thinking about it. I'm thinking about the next cigarette while I'm smoking this cigarette. Or, you know, the heavier drugs and all that kind of stuff. Because a lot of people say, and I mean, most people who smoke weed say that, oh, like, you can't get addicted. You can't, you can't get addicted. And I mean, I will also admit, I will also admit that I am addicted, but. I will give you the same, yes, but. I mean, for me, it's not the oral fixation. It's not the up feeling that I need. It's not the relaxed feeling that I need. It's the way that it just levels me. Mm. Like it just puts me at a place where, okay, cool. No matter what happens, I can handle it. It's not really the feeling that it gives. It's the feelings that it takes away. Yeah. And you know, I don't need it every day. Like, I mean, there's days where I just not in the mood to smoke it. So, I mean, would you really call that an addiction? Like, I don't know. I don't know if that's the right term for it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's why it's a yes. That's why it's a yes, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a yes, but I acknowledge, you know, like, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm addicted to coffee now. Does it negatively impact my life? No, not too much. I drink a lot of my parents' coffee. It's Mm -hmm. it's very kind of them to allow Mm -hmm. me to do that. Uh, You know, I buy cheap coffee when I'm in Toronto for a few auditions in a row. yeah, I'm, I'm able to maintain my coffee addiction. Okay, but you still consider it an addiction? I'm slowly becoming, yeah. Okay. But, but it's like, I, I wouldn't be like, I'm addicted to coffee. I, I <laughs> know. Like, you don't understand. I'm addicted to, like, I, like, I crave yeah. it. I need it. Like, that's, it's not something, like, you drink it because it helps you function. It's something that you need every day. Yeah. But it's not something, like, by the way, Michael, you can't have coffee today. Like, you're not going to tear the fucking house apart. I'll kill you. I'll kill oh. everyone you fucking love. Give me my fucking no, coffee. Yeah. I'd have a bad day though. Okay, yeah, but it's not like you're not gonna be curled up in the corner like yeah. the crying game. Like fucking Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. And okay, so then let's cycle back. So then when you say you're you consider yourself addicted to weed, give me some of those negative attributes. Because yeah. whether it's like weed is great, but there are a couple of negative attributes. Yeah. So what are the ones that, that will affect you concerning this addiction? Yes. So with respect, first of all, to people who have actually been really addicted to weed, like mm-hmm. I, there's, a, there's someone in my life who uses weed to combat Crohn's disease mm-hmm. and is high all the time, mm-hmm. except when working in a factory, mm-hmm. uh, but just like uses it medically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's really understandable. Mm-hmm and drives while on it. And I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm in a car sitting with someone who is driving me in and a standard. Ri- and they're really stoked. Who is ripped. Yeah. 
who has had more weed than I could survive. <laughs> like I'm a weed lightweight. I yeah. am high as shit right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can feel my third eye chakra burn yeah. <laughs> just on my skin though. So that might be because I was scratching yeah. it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Not sure if it's my third eye or if yeah. I've just been scratching it. Yeah. Or both. Or both. Could be both. Yeah. I know. Oh, Johnny, I'm start I want to start a TikTok. I will not be a part of it. I'm oh, sorry. I'm not no, doing TikTok. No. I fucking hate TikTok. What? I did a whole if you would listen to the previous episodes, you fucking know this. I'm not gonna get angry sorry. at you. I'm saying get back let's get back to it. Let's get back into it. Okay. Yes. Uh so the way I'm addicted to weed is nothing the way the, the way that person is. I have another friend of mine who is no longer, doesn't touch it, but like it ruined his life. Mm -hmm. He became critically addicted to it, more addicted to weed than anyone who I've ever heard of getting addicted to weed before. And it really messed with his life mm -hmm. in a way that you hear that and you're like, man, I uh, really hope weed doesn't do me like that. Yeah. Hey self, please do not allow weed to do me like that. Yeah. Hey, weed, if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. Please. Weed, if you're up there. Uh, yeah. Like, listening to me. Yeah. I am. Oh, my God. I hang out with hippies who do cannabis right. They mm. take it in, and they and they say things, sometimes aloud in a group setting, sometimes just internally, and they, like, do it silently. And it's just like they have a moment where they're, where they're like, cannabis, I invite you into my body. I hope Tree, you yeah, yeah, yeah. this and this. Yeah. I'm working on this today. Please... Please let me relax and ease into that. It's an entity. They're speaking to cannabis like it's a fucking, and they're smoking a god. But but then it works. Oh yeah, I mean, oh. it's, but that's that delves in a whole other thing where that's energy, and I mean yeah. that's the way that you're perceiving and absorbing energy. That's a whole different thing. I mean, totally. that's cool. Cannabis might be the might be the vessel, but yeah. the whole that's a whole other different thing. And I mean, that's a totally different topic. But I mean, so does, you're does you're, weed help you assess energy? Ooh, can you rephrase the question? So I sometimes find that with a lot of marijuana, it feels like I can assess where my energy is flowing. I will do something and then I will look at it. I will observe it from a third party view, or I'll think about something I had done the day previous from a third party view. Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll, I'll write something down, you know? Mm -hmm. If it's a shitty thing that happened in my life, maybe it'll help my self-awareness and then I'll write something down in my to-do list or write something down as a, you know, an idea for, for my life or something. If I'm, if I'm really high or if I'm in a social or a bubbly mood, but like anxious, mm -hmm. I'll have weed and then it becomes like, I, I literally call it idea therapy. Mm -hmm. Listeners, please reach out to us if you suffer from idea therapy, which is when you just sit there and ideate and it's great and you think of these great ideas and it's like masturbation and you love it, mm. but then you just don't actually do anything with them or you don't have the time or the energy or you're thinking about things you don't have the resources for. Like- so you're I, playing a whole bunch of what if in your head? Yeah, like when I'm high, I write down one to 30 ideas in a night. <laughs> Which it's, is great. Let's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yes. I mean, that's fine. And if I didn't write them down, I'd forget all of them because I'm so much stupider. And mm -hmm. I also, like, I get anxious and I, I hit myself sometimes, yeah. you know, like earlier today. Yeah. But it really hurt. 
I'm still ha- I'm still like Michael. Like, why did you do why, that? To why me? would you do Charlie? Charlie, that really hurt. <laughs> no, no, I call myself by my name. I call myself Michael. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. Do you call yourself Johnny or Charlie? No, I call myself Johnny. I'm referring to that YouTube video. Oh, remember Charlie uh, bit my finger? No. Okay, fair. <laughs> the joke went over his head. Some of you got it. I know that joke went over his head. Let, let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you do you talk to yourself? And how Absolutely. do you talk to yourself? Like, give us a phrase from Johnny it's... to Johnny. Typical Johnny to Johnny before you go to bed. If anybody before I go ever to bed, watched... that's this. I can speak to myself in different ways throughout different parts of the day. If I had to give myself what I say the most to myself, it's usually let's fucking do this. Like okay. a lot of times through the day, I'll be in my head like let's fucking do this, no matter what it is. I could be going to the grocery store. Doesn't yeah. matter. Let's fucking do this. Let's fucking do yeah, this. Exactly. That'd be definitely the phrase that I would say to myself the most. Johnny, mm-hmm. can I tell you something I've realized for myself? Absolutely. Shout out to the man who can who can call me out on it on social media if he would like. Who taught me this? Mm-hmm. I used to say, I like, I get, I have to do this, or like, I get to do this, but sarcastically, like, oh, I get to do this. <laughs> what am I doing today? I have to do this, this, this. Oh, I get to pluck my eyebrow hair later. I've never actually plucked my eyebrow. Out. <laughs> I get tell. Yeah. <laughs> I did shave my chest once. I know. I think you put it on social media. <laughs> <laughs> I probably yeah. did. <laughs> oh my god. Johnny, do you shave your chest? Uh, no. Okay. Would you want to do a chest shaving challenge? I don't have very much hair on my chest. It's, oh, it's all tattoos. I have very little chest hair. Oh my god. I'm not a hairy person. Where's your phone? Take a photo of our chest hair. What's, I'm not going to take a photo. We'll do that after. They can't see anything. We're can not doing video a, yet. Okay, can I take a photo of our chest hair later? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yes! Absolutely. Oh my god, I love it. And this, right. and this is what we do. <laughs> Yes, but it does though. Mm. Like, if you said to me right now, Michael, I have two thongs in my bedroom. Let's put thongs on, mm. and then, and you wear your silk robe and a thong and nothing else, mm. and I'll wear my leather, but unbuttoned and uh, and this 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 brown thong. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> and then we're gonna have a sword fight with water noodles. <laughs> I would say. You know what, Johnny? Let's talk about this. Do you have anything that's not water noodles? Fucking God. What the fuck are water noodles? I, you don't know what a water noodle is? You mean a pool is? noodle? Yeah. Like those long foam noodles? Oh my God. We always call them pool noodles. Uh, see, Johnny, up north where I come uh, from, we call it water fucking noodles. We call it water noodles because sometimes you're in a pool and sometimes you're just in the water. Uh, fair. Surprised we didn't fair. call it lake noodles out yeah. where I'm from. Yeah. River, river noodles, fjord noodles, <laughs> bay noodles, ocean noodles. <laughs> Yeah, we were. noodles. Uh, oh my god. Lagoon noodles. This is what we need to do. Water noodles has access to cheap manufacturing. I can think of six designs based on my own experience <laughs> right now. I fucking swear. And I'll tell you that it's because I'm high. And uh, if anyone is listening to this and wants me to, <laughs> to say them, Tell me, and I will. I will do a Facebook live about it. Yeah, don't re- don't release it. Find investors first, buddy. Think you got to think. Find investors. First. Okay. Yeah, John. If any right. investors are interested in Mike's six-tiered water noodle in, <laughs> design yeah, yeah, yeah. program, no, it's, it's a total brand overhaul of water noodle. Oh, it's creating a classy version that with design 
and then using their production. Except they do a lot of styrofoam. That's not eco. That's not eco friendly. It'd have to do、um, like reusable bamboo fiber、yeah. or something like that. You know, it might actually be good to go to a a company that makes like rubber boats or something. Like you know, little rubber. But rubber is not any better for the environment, is it? Well, it breaks down more slowly, and then you can fix it with a vinyl patch. I've yet. I thought the whole point of being eco-friendly was that things break down quick, so they can return to the earth. There's less waste.、Mm. You know what I mean? Well, but pool noodles break, but are styrofoam and don't decompose, right? Fair. They, and but, I mean, biodegradable. Oh my God! Yes, biodegradable styrofoam <laughs> pool noodles. That can be a side project. Oh my God! Which is like, well, the thing is. Out in the north where I come from, you want rubber because you know maybe you're dragging it across the ground. You got a hole, you patch it up. Maybe、uh, there's a side that you don't put on the ground anymore because you know it's patched up with vinyl.、Uh, I don't know what I'm doing.、Anymore. Oh, it's falling、Not、apart.、Me. On that note, I think that's that's it for today. I think the two joints and the、uh, the hour and a half is plenty for our audience this week. But if you'd like to see more of. <laughs> Fantastic friend, Michael Mazurkovich. Please check out his Instagram, actor dot Michael. Yeah, he's a very talented, very funny human fucking being. Thank you. I want to thank you, thank you、uh, very much for stopping by to talk about weed today and, and essentially, obviously, be inspired and、uh, and to delve down some rabbit holes and tell some funny stories. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun having you here, Mike, and I really would like to have you again、uh, on a future a future episode if you'd like to join me again. I would love to join you again, Johnny. It's it's good to see you. It's good to work with you again. If you want to do some photos with、uh, pirate gear before I go, <laughs> I'm totally on board. Let me know.、Uh, if any, you know, any investors listening, talk to me. Cool noodles. Get, get at cool noodles. Don't give the fucking name away. Everyone, get at him. Actor Mike. Actor dot Michael on Instagram. Everyone, thank you for listening to this week's episode on chewing the fad. I am Johnny once again, and we will see you next week.